now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 505 of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name come up with by our fearless leader, Thatch, way too long ago. We've done 505 of these. I am joined by my fantastic co-co-hosts. That would be, with me today, the fluffiest, the best, Seth Vilo. Hello, it is I. I have large, fluffy hair, and I am a Sableye. Hello. And, of course, the person that always gets confused with me, the fluffiest Whimsicott. Hi, I do have really flat hair, actually, so, yeah, that was appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, as you guys uh, have undoubtedly known uh thatch had some things come up so he's not here this week and uh he thought it'd be a good idea to let us take over <laughs> the fool <laughs> this was a, this was a mistake um it, it will not be the most anarchic uh thatchless episode but that is an old story <laughs> as the beatles say we didn't start the fire no someone else did years ago but boy do we have gas oh Speaking of we didn't start the fire, there's so much smoke outside my house. It's terrible. So if you hear me choking, that's why. We'll try to keep it out of the audio. Yeah, don't worry. (laughs) I'll edit all of that out. Hmm. (laughs) So uh, what what have you guys been doing the past couple weeks? Watching the Olympics. (laughs) Like, it's insane. Italy has been winning things that we hadn't even previously qualified for. Like, ah, nice. Hey, name the last four winners of the 100 meters dash in the Olympics. Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt, Marcel Jacobs for Italy. What? What is going what? on? I don't know what's going on, but it's amazing, and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I'm I'm glad someone's enjoying the Olympics. I decided I was going to watch some Olympic games. And the first thing I tune in on uh, happened to be, like, dressage. And they cut back to the announcers, you know, talking over everything. And they're like, yes, and sadly, he will have to put down the horse that was injured earlier today. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Why? That was the first and last Olympics I've watched. Oh, boy, I thought you were about to go in on NBC's extremely erratic coverage. but so much worse to, like, an unthinkable level. What? <laughs> I heard that the coverage in the US is really hard to follow. It can be. There was the time that dude was just way more interested in a cockroach than the actual sport. I heard uh, about that too. That was funny though. That that was probably better than the sport they were doing. Uh it's been <laughs> like I said, that was all of the Olympics, but I've I've my dad's been watching and he's been like, Yeah, I don't know if they know how to balance recording, but they mm. don't. Because it's just really sporadic. Yeah, I heard. Uh, Our coverage is like, they decided to stick to whenever there's an Italian in anything, we're going to show you that live. And if there's two of them on 
at the same time, we'll show you one live and one slightly delayed. <laughs> so I haven't really seen anything that we haven't been in. I've missed so much, but, well, our national coverage was good. <laughs> good on you. What about you, Seth? What have you been up to? Honestly, just kind of chilling. I've been playing a lot more or trying to play a lot more Unite in preparation for this week's battle cast that's coming out. Um, and I've also been apparently the person to whom a friend of mine, hi Ryan, complains about his black and white Nuzlocke that he's going through. He's been having a, a real rough time. <laughs> Uh, seat nuzlocking is interesting <laughs> it's funny and he's like he he forgot for a little bit he was telling me this last night when we were playing league and he forgot that venipede was also poison type so he <laughs> let it get nuked by a psychic thing because he oh. went in thinking ah oh, bug yeah that's good no <laughs> venipede nope. yeah you know. yeah could you possibly Venom guess? <laughs> yeah. Right now he's trying to grind his best to get it through the uh, ice gym. Mm. So good luck to him. I don't know if he'll have all of his team. He named one of the Pokemon after my parrot, Ooh. which he sees weekly. So I'm hoping that one doesn't die. Yeah. But we'll see. Vision. You said he sees it weekly. Uh -huh. Oh my uh -huh. God. <laughs> when is Patch <laughs> coming back, please? Hello. <laughs> Uh, I'm so not yeah, I guess here with you, you're locked here here with me. <laughs> Help! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I haven't been up to much, but I've been listening to other people being up to much. Uh -huh. So that's me. <laughs> oh, I've been updating all my Pokemon card decks too. I've got ten of them on on fully made, ready to play against no one because no one I know in real life plays, and none of the places that I play at have come back into into meeting regularly so aha mm. uh -huh, i'm ready for rotation but no whatever <laughs> this is just going to be like the lost rotation the year that no one was able to really try him out at tournaments we just mm. we just skipped 2020 adp it ruined everything for everyone that's what caused all the nonsense <laughs> of 2020 was adp releasing one plague was released one plague was released to stop it <laughs> oh boy well I uh, I think that brings us to our, our, our next section, because there's been some news, and we're going to talk about that news on the other side of some bumper, and we're going to play that now. Radio Tower. This just in. And hello. This is the news section. Uh, there is some news. I don't want to say there's no news. Um, the the biggest thing and the first thing we're going to go over is in uh, DLC news, but not the DLC we've been talking about before. Pokemon Snap released its free update for the game uh, earlier this week. It added three areas to the game. Uh, secret side path on the initial level, it shrinks you down and then you go through this uh, area. Uh, you get, like, terrorized by a giant Dodrio who's hunting you. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. fun. Oh, wow. Uh, at the night, there's the, the all of these have day and night versions, so really there's six tracks added. 
uh, and the night version has a Vespaquin mothering Combi, but not Aww. like being sweet, like scolding oh. them. Oh, like, like hands on hips and like wagging a finger, and the co- they managed to ma- animate the Combi to look dismissive. Which wow. is impressive. Wow. This emotional roller coaster is not something I was ready for this morning. No. <laughs> Most importantly, so, Vespiquin have fingers? What, they well, got, got that. Like three of them. Okay, and, and, cool. they, and they got that Pixar mom bod. <laughs> I hate that. Um, the, the Mighty Wide River is a, is a fun level that requires some precision alumina orbing, which I was not Ooh. happy about. Ugh. <laughs> and now I'm not the, happy either. Yeah, the the barren wilderness is actually probably one of my favorite courses, uh, and the fact that it has Zara Aura on it completely unrelated. Oh. Um, there there is some really cool stuff. You should go. You should play it if you have the game. It's free. Uh, it took me about an hour and a half to get the last twenty Pokemon. Hmm. Uh, there was more. I did not max out the levels on anything or get all of the photos. Just one of each. So. It was fun. Cool. Good levels. Well, cool. Yeah. On a similar topic to DLC, we've got balance patches, which are cool. For Pokemon Unite, their first balance patch came out this week. I forget what day. I think it was the fourth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it had various buffs, some nerfs, and a couple of rebalances. The following Pokemon were flat out buffed. Talonflame, Charizard, Wigglytuff, which is crazy, Absol, and Venusaur. Wigglytuff's defenses went like berserk like they're really than some defenders <laughs> yeah it's wild um the other ones got just higher numbers on their damage for the most part the nerfs were gengar hard nerf cinderace and eldegoss gengar has been causing a lot of problems with hex uh for a brief period of about one day they nerfed hex so bad that it literally did zero damage i don't mean literally like the, the 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 figurative literally the figurative mm-hmm. literal i mean literally no damage was inflicted by the hex move for a period of time they fixed that though so don't worry you can play gengar again gengar mains also you're mean <laughs> rebalanced ones are ones that had like a, a number increase here a number decrease there overall kind of net neutral but a couple changes those ones are cramorant machamp and Zeraora. and finally a new Hollowware skin came out for Absol. It's got a little hat and a little cape on like a magician. So Cute. that's Pokemon Unite. Good, Deserved buffs. Uh, two out of the three des- uh, nerfs were deserved. Uh, so, you know. You know who didn't did need changes? That's, what I'm, that's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't need to change Krussel because he's perfect. So, ha ha. Uh, on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cut you off quick before you could say anything. <laughs> On top of that, the new sales numbers came out for Switch games. Just, I don't know if it's quarterly or every couple months or something like that. But Sword and Shield is doing really good. Um, it's almost at the gold and silver levels. I forget what number that is, but I saw it on Twitter. Oh Joe Merrick was, did a comparison. There are almost more Sword and Shield copies out than there were gold and silver copies. Wow. Uh, Let's Go is holding steady at 13.57 million copies. Sword and Shield, 21.85 million copies. And Pokemon Snap is 2.7, which doesn't sound like a lot. 2.07. It excludes Japan. 
Yeah, 2.07. Thank you. Um, doesn't sound like a lot. It excludes numbers from Japan, so that's a factor. But as far as spin-off games are concerned, that is the highest number by far of hmm. spin-off games. So it's actually doing incredibly well numbers-wise. Like to put it in perspective, any game that sells uh, a million units is like one of the that studio's top performers. Period. That is unusual to sell one million units. To sell two million units on a spin-off game that did not have an installment for a decade. Yeah, this this is really good and really uh really it, it very hopeful for uh more weird projects. Two or more DLC actually. for the thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's sales news. Tell us about more stuff. Okay, so this has nothing to do with sales, balance patches, or DLC, but it has to do with music. Pokemon 25, the Red EP, has been released. It features a small collection of songs that have been promoted for the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. And later, there's going to be a blue EP, and they will get mixed together for a full album. So, more Pokemon-related music, vaguely related to Pokemon, it's... it's... Interesting. I'm I'm fascinated by this initiative. I'm just really glad they didn't put out the Pokemon Red version album and the Pokemon Red uh, Blue version album where they both had eight of the same songs and then two unique ones. Yeah. That that would have been unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, there is a new Poketune episode and it's titled The Warming Slugma House. I haven't actually seen any of these Poketunes. I have seen some screen caps of the one with the boy with the Magikarp, and it looks adorable. Yeah, this like, one does too. Style. I've seen a couple of these on Reddit. Mm, amazing. All right, fans. Reminds me of Hal's Moving Castle. Get on it. You guys haven't been doing anything with Naruto for a couple of years. You can handle this. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, well. All right, Seth, tell us a little bit more about the battling news. Yeah, sure. There's video game slash TCG news here. So there are a couple more details regarding the Players' Cup of 2021 Invitational that have been released. It will be on August 13th through August 15th. It'll have VGC and TCG events. And, of course, the entire thing will be streamed with a lot of... Really neat, notable commentators. I I forget who, but I know a couple of the big big name TCG people I follow are going to be commentators on it. I feel like Andrew Mahone is one of them. I could be wrong, but anyway, that's the video game and TCG event news. We're still waiting for real life things to start <laughs> up again, but oh well. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, watch that with keen interest. Uh, that brings us to the Pokemon Go news segment. Uh, Ultra Unlock. Space is live until August 17th. Uh, Pokemon from other regions will spawn locally, and they're adding both Shiny Heracross and Shiny Palkia into the game. Uh, fun fact, Shiny Palkia was the first uh, Shiny Pokemon ever caught. It was on my first Ooh. run of Pearl, and it freaked me out. Nice. Wow. Uh, Ultra Unlock bonuses uh, have been announced and will feature some Sword and Shield additions. Uh, Squavit, Phalanx, and Wooloo will be in the wild. All Galarian forms will be in the 7km eggs. Zacian and Zamazenta will be in the 5-star raids in their Hero of Many Battles forms. And the entire event runs August 20th through August 31st. Hmm. Wooloo. I love that. 
I I don't know why. Okay, Squavet and Wulu is the the beginning of it. Got it. Great. Phalanx. What? Yeah, I was perplexed by that too. I was expecting more like I don't know, Rokidi. Yeah, or, or bug? E- even something like Gossifleur. Mm, yeah. I just I hope that Phalanx spawn in uh, proper Roman battle formation. <laughs> like instead of popping one in, they're like four of them no, in no, a no. wedge. You know, see, they're they're the honor guard for Zacian and Zamazenta's entrance. That's ah. what it is. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Made something up on the spot. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they totally are from the same like time references. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the same time and country Mm-mm. and all of it. <laughs> Yes. Rome is basic. <laughs> Look, Britannia was was a Roman province at one point, so yep. it's all fine. It's all fine. <laughs> it all works out. Everything is fine. Yep. <laughs> and with that, that brings us to the end of our, our news section. And if I'm not mistaken, it means it's time for me to challenge our co-hosts to some puckle trivia. We're going to let Mark explain the rules and meet you back on the other side. Hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And thank you, Mark, for that wonderful description. Uh, we've got five questions, and some of these I knew. Most of these I didn't. Oh. I'm glad Ooh. I'm the one asking. Oh, no. Question one, I'm going to give you a choice. Oh. Do you want sword and shield story mode questions? Or do you want... Pokemon manga gold and silver questions. Definitely the the first one. That's what I figured. So, in Sword and Shield, how many separate battles do you have with Hop? Oh, gosh. It's like six to eight or something like that. It's a a crazy amount. I will give you a plus or minus... uh, I'll give you a plus or minus one on this. Okay. So, you battle him when you get your starter. Then you battle him again at the professor's house. Then you battle him again in the cave. Then you battle him again, like, when you... Yeah? Okay. I think you battle him at least eight times. Okay. I... That seems like a lot in my own head, but I don't have... It does seem like a lot, do you want to answer like seven? Because I remember it being a number like six or eight. So if we answer seven, uh-huh. it, we, we might, you know, because I remember it being like more than any other rival ever. Mm-hmm. And I know we battled like, I don't know, Serena. We battled many times in X and Y. Right. 
how we battled a fair amount of times. You said at least eight. Do we want to say eight so we have the plus minus on either side of it? I want to say yes, because then you also battle him again, like, essentially after the story. Yeah, post-game slumbering wield kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like if it, it might be like seven, so we say eight, it's still good. I, I don't think it's... I, I will need an answer. But... Yeah. Do you want to say seven or eight? I would say eight. Okay, let's say eight. Eight is not within the margin of error. So, is... there are ten through the story. What? There are ten through the story, one in Galarian Star and one in the Champions Cup. I would have accepted uh, around ten, just because I think those are kind of meh. But uh, there are ten in the main story, or as Kanea uh, put it so eloquently in the Discord... Uh, enough times to want, make me want to gouge my eyes out is not another acceptable answer. Uh, so yeah, yeah, 10 in the story, 12 possible overall. Oh my wow. word, all right. So that that is unfortunately incorrect. So question two for general, general trivia here, uh, and this is all crossed out, so it's absolutely not from Soul Ferret. Who is the lightest mega evolution? The lightest mega. That's interesting, because the tiniest ones have typings that would make you think they're heavy. Right. Yeah. Is Mega Sableye particularly heavy? Yeah, he gains a lot of weight from the ruby. Does Gengar gain weight? That's what I was curious about, because Gengar loses weight between it and Haunter. Does it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Haunter is heavier than Gengar. No, I don't think so. I think both Ghastly and Haunter are among the lightest Pokemon, and then Gengar Maybe. actually has some body to it. Okay. What else is like is very tiny and Mega evolves? Hmm. Uh, just kind of going through my own head of Megas. We haven't while, used them in so thick. long. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Diancie is also like tiny, but it's a rock type. So yeah, it's made of rocks. Yeah. Any weird. Legendary Mewtwo, maybe so, like Mega Mewtwo. Uh, Mega y, Mewtwo Y is small one, probably very light. Yeah, the emaciated one. Yeah, it looks tiny. All right, I'm, I'm gonna need an answer here. Yeah. Well, do you want to use the hint for this, or do you want to keep it for the multiple answer question? I. I feel like we can use it here. We've already gotten a question wrong, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. The multiple answer, we could probably squirm our way through at some point. Okay, we'll so, try that. Bold. All right, so you're using your hint. Yeah. It was introduced in Oras. It is a oh. monotype, and I cannot think of a, signif- uh, of a um, <clears throat> notable trainer who used this Pokemon. Oh. Ooh. Monotype from Oras. Let me, let me triple check, because I'm 90% sure that was introduced in Oras. And I could be wrong. Okay, so that rules out any of the starters. That ru- that rules out Altaria. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, apparently that wasn't base X and Y. I am terribly mistaken. Okay. Oh, base X, Y? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Mm. Well, that, again, rules out any of the Hoenn starters. Yeah. <laughs> or but... Altaria. Mm. Um... Monotype, monotype megas. What that tells you about how much impact it had on the meta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not Mewtwo X. Mewtwo Y's no. monotype. Not Sableye. Not Mawile. 
not Gengar. Yeah, I kind of like Mewtwo Y now, but would like would he be mistaken about it being introduced in Auras? It was in like the main trailers and stuff. Uh, I will say this: it is a Gen three Pokemon, which is why I was so convinced it was from Auras. Oh, okay. Oh, so a Mega. For a Gen 3 Pokemon that is monotype and was introduced in X and Y. My pr- I'm so angry at my brain. Well, it's definitely... Um, hmm. The monotype's thrown me off. Same. I can't <laughs> think of any Mega that is monotype. I know. Oh, Mega Banette! Mega Banette! Oh. That, that makes yep. sense. Like, that was in yep. X and Y, right? Is that your answer? Yeah. And he's a hollow little boy. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Mega yeah. Bayonet. Mega Bayonet is correct. Oh, thank goodness. Next you is got Mega it. Altaria. <laughs> and then Mega Mawile yeah, is third. Yeah, the fluff um, is made of clouds, which are surprisingly heavy, but just because they're so big. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mega Bayonet is 28.6 pounds or 13 kilograms. Wow. Mm, fair. All right. Next is our Pokedex question uh, from Red Torrent. It's Pokemon X, entry reads, By vibrating its cheeks, it emits sound waves imperceptible to humans and warns others of danger. Who is that Pokemon? That sounds like something in the Seismitoad line. That's what I was going to say. Hmm. Which one has it on the sides of its head? Uh, I think it's one of the first two. Could it also be uh, Politoed? Any of the frogs? Any of the other frogs? Yeah, I don't but think Politoed. No, I I think it's either Timple or Palpitoed. Yeah, then it's just deciding which one. Timple's got the things on the side of it, right? Yeah, Palpitoed's got them kind of all over. Yeah, and Timple is like very like scaredy, like timid yeah. and fearful. So it would make sense for it to warn other Timples about danger so that they can all hide. Yeah, yeah. I like that answer. Me too. Let's go with Timple. Timple is correct. Heck yeah. Ah, you got two points there. You are up to three points, which cool. is great. You are three for three now, uh, which brings you to the multiple choice question. Oh, boy. Let's see if we made the right choice by using <laughs> our hint early. <laughs> I think you guys probably did. From Charizard Ace, other than Galisopod, which Pokemon can learn first impression? There Ooh. are one, five lines. Uh, I will give you a point at for every two. And if you can name all five, I will give you your little redemption point. Cool. Do you know any of them? I don't think. I know I know one of them is the Galarian Farfetch'd line. Oh, that is yeah. correct. I know one Phalanx. of them is the... Does Phalanx learn it? I don't think so. Okay. But I could be wrong. Never mind. I know for a fact one of them is Haxorus. Cool. Um, yep, that's also correct. That's your first point. Hmm. And now I'm kind of blanking. Uh, I will give you one strike. Okay. Okay. So let's think about things that learn U-turn. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of in the same ballpark as a concept, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... Uh, I, don't, I know it doesn't learn U-turn, but I'm trying to think. As Cavalier, I don't think it learns it. Hmm... Could be wrong, though. I don't think it does, though. It's a it's a priority move. It would be crazy on it. No, it would make it way too strong, I think. I think it got close combat. Yeah, I think it got close combat, and that's what I'm confusing it yeah. with. Yeah, okay. So, 
Let's first of all think about the fact that we don't know, which means it didn't make these Pokemon very good. Yeah. Or it's really bad in their moveset. Yeah, I feel like all of them are lower tier and most of them are not bugs. Yeah. They're, they're either bad or so good, this didn't matter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So or so good, this didn't matter. Yeah. Okay. That's a hint in itself. Yeah, that is, um, that is a hint. I was summarizing Wims's point. I'm not actually saying oh, whether or not okay. that's accurate. <laughs> okay. Fair. Mewtwo. No. <laughs> so first impression, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it? Like, okay, I might be way off base here, so I apologize if I am. But I think I remember something about it being based on a Kiai shout or hmm. on that technique where you, like, unsheath your sword very fast or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Jutsu. Yeah. The typical anime slicing I hate gesture. that I know that. And I hate that it is absolutely because of anime that I know that. <laughs> Thanks, Demon Slayer. Uh, okay. <laughs> water form. I, I, I okay. will need a, an answer. Ooh, okay. Because we're, uh, we're pushing time a bit. We, yeah. We are, yeah. We do have a strike. So do you want to say one of the things that we thought of? Or Galate. Uh, Galate actually makes sense. Yeah, that actually does. Try that. Oh, right. Even though Galate has the biggest move pool, doesn't learn first impression. Oh, Curses. Crud. Okay, so we thought of two things that we don't think learn it. <laughs> but, uh-huh. Uh, let's, what, what, what looks related to Galisopode? Um, I still think it's Cavalier, but I still okay. think I'm also very wrong. And I think it's going to... But if we can't think of anything else, then I mean... Yeah. That's the closest to a guess we've got. I am thinking about fighting types since yeah galarian farfetched and maybe actually samurat Ooh. or or sock and throw or i don't think them but samurat mm. want to try that yeah sure samurat samurat is incorrect oh curses be no. your thing uh That's a quick way you could have checked samurat's not in gen 8 and in gen 7 yeah. it's a signature move so it doesn't have the opportunity to learn it uh, the other Pokemon oh, yeah. are uh, the Trapinch line, oh, the Axew line, Durant. I got... Wait, we we did mention the Axew line. Oh yeah, you said that. You said that. Uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah, no, it's the Trapinch line, Phalanx, and Durant. Wims was right. I was right. right about Phalanx, but yeah, yeah, three wouldn't have get wouldn't have gotten us anywhere. So yeah, Durant. same difference. I should have remembered Durant. <laughs> I looked up what uh, it translated to because I was curious. It's nothing about Iaijutsu. It's just head-on crash. Oh. Oh. Why don't nice. more Pokemon learn it then? Okay. There. Then there's probably another move that's based on that. And now I want to look it up because I'm curious. But I'll do that after the show. Yeah. Strong priority is the thing they hand out sparingly. Mm -mm. So this brings you up to uh, a base stat question. You guys have three points, but you could... Have four. Don't we have four? Yes. I <laughs> can't count. <laughs> you have four points. Let's see if you can make it five. Uh, this one's coming from the good old Professor Snag. Oh, boy. What non-legendary, non-mythical, and non-mega Pokemon has the highest base stat total? Base hmm. stat total? Mm-hmm. Isn't it slacking? 
I think Doesn't it has that have to 680? Be... Yeah. Is that is that your final answer? Uh, uh wait, wait, wait. No. Ha 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 ha. It's wishy-washy school form. Is it? I think it is. Doesn't it go up like super high? Its speed is still 30 though, and that that skews yeah, the numbers but real hard. Everything else is like insane. What is Slacking's total? I'm pretty sure it's 670 or 680. It's almost like a, a oh. legendary at that point. Okay, I thought you said 620. No, no, no. It's definitely slacking then. I could be wrong. I'm trying to do some quick math, but I mean, with 160 attack and nearly 100 everything else except special defense, I'm pretty sure it's that one. Like, I know yeah. it's got 100 speed. I know it's got 100 HP. Its special attack's actually not bad. Its special defense is where you target it. I think that's 80. Yeah, I'm pretty sure slacking has like 670, 680, like QRM levels of spe- of stats. I'm fine with that answer because I think Wishiwashi has like, what, 110 to 135, but it doesn't make up for the 30 speed, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's 140s in its attacks. That, that really throws that mean off. Yeah. All righty. With slacking as your answer... You are correct for five points today. Cool. Woo! Good job, Seth. Slacking is followed by Ash Greninja at 640. Oh, yeah. That's not a mega. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> and then Wishiwashi School Form at 620. Wishiwashi has higher stats than Slacking overall, but the problem is the speed's terrible and the HP isn't great either. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, yeah, slacking slacking wins that one, bringing you guys to five points. And I don't know what the scores are. (laughs) (laughs) I was not given that information. Oh, yeah. Well, I can find that super quick for you, though. Thank you. So, right now, the lead is me with 26 points. Nice. Followed by you, Seth. At 20 points, Woo. followed by Yulinian alongside Shamu at 15 points. Fourth place is Sublime with 8 points. Then we have a four-way tie for sixth place at 7 points with McGee, Sigma, Jushiro, Cloud9. And Basket is bringing up the rear at 6 points. Everyone else has yet to get on the board. Mm-mm. Dang it, now I need to sign up for the next three shows. Dang you, Whimsicott. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that about wraps it up for our Puckles Pokey Quiz. We are going to move on today to our topic. And it's a fun one. <laughs> hey guys, if you haven't already, be sure to head over to Patreon and check out our Puckle Anime Club podcast where we go over Pokemon journeys, talk about the episodes. You can listen to the commentary real time as you watch the show. Or you can just go ahead and listen to our review episode that we do at the end. You just have to go over to Patreon and be at the $5 tier to be able to access it. I think it's been a lot of fun making, and I hope if you decide to go and listen to it, you have a great time listening to it as well. But until then, keep on listening to the show, and you've got a topic to get to. Alrighty, and thank you so much for joining us uh, for what is certainly going to be one of the least controversial episodes of Puckle ever. Uh, Everyone will agree with 100% of these opinions, because our topic... Our Pokemon hot takes, uh, the spiciest opinions. Uh, Thatch has a lot of co-hosts, and that's to give him a diversity of opinions. So we thought that because <laughs> the news is dry, let's share some of those. 
Seth, I think I think you should lead us out because it really sets the tone for uh, for what we're going to be talking about today. Sure, and I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by there's there's a lot of facets to this, so don't get me wrong when I say this. Megas are the worst thing to happen to modern Pokemon. I like how you start off with like some of the most like uh, I don't know, and then go so hard. I'm fascinated. Do go on. Yeah, sure. So what Megas did is they basically made it so that everything has to have an in-battle gimmick. I believe that Megas are the reason we have Z-moves, are the reason we have Dynamax, are the reason we're going to have some color burst mechanic in Generation 9 that only activates in battle. It's the reason for all of those, because of its success, it paved the way for some stupid generational mechanic every single time. Hmm. And every time they're going to migrate away from it, like they did with Megas last time, where there's like, oh, they actually hurt really bad when they go into their Mega form. Yeah, because we don't want you to use that anymore. We want you to use Z-moves, because they're friendly. They're just made from Necrozma's dead body parts that he shattered around the entire world. It's fine. I mean, it's not like the Mega Stones were any better to begin with. It was Death Nuke energy and souls. <laughs> yeah. Those, the only, the only pure Mega is Rayquaza, because it did it by eating rocks in the sky. Um, no, the poor Manior. Why would you say that? <laughs> good riddance to the stupid rocks. The other thing about it is that it kind of set the pace for never having a new evolution again. Mm-hmm. Because mm. if Mega Sableye exists, why do we need Sableye to evolve? Mm. I would have much ra- I'm saying this as the biggest Sableye fan on the planet. I would rather have had my precious baby boy evolve into Mega Sableye than be Megad. Honestly, I like I could see that. And they want to talk about like making it so that old that not usable Pokemon are usable again. Easiest way to do that is to not give it to things that have three stages. Yeah. Like Garchomp didn't need it. Charizard didn't need it. Well, Charizard totally needed it, which I think was the problem. They needed <laughs> to make Charizard usable. And so they introduced this thing that oh, it's super cool. And I like I love Megas. I think they are super cool, but they did I do too, not and have the, the resources to give them to every Pokemon, so or the care because it's basically making it's basically doubling the amount of Pokemon because each one is you know it's still Charizard but it's a different Pokemon yeah essentially hmm. and and it started like I think you hit it it's like it started this game of like a generational mechanics arms race yeah and I don't know how long that's going like everyone's gonna get like sad something to continue yes mega evolution was the best one but ever since then it's just kind of been like trying to recapture it and it's yeah. getting less and less focused i would think like z moves uh-huh. are like all right let's let's punch that power so it's not as swinging they're like okay well that didn't work that just made things even more dependent on it uh maybe we'll make every pokemon able to do it and then give some cool designs but then the designs were never used and then the mm-hmm. whole mechanic made competitive a nightmare. It's just... And kind of on that topic, too, I think the reason that OU and the general, like, Smogon ladder metagames are so balanced right now is the lack of any of those mechanics. There are no Megas. There are no Z-moves. There are no Dynamaxing in any of, like, Uber and Below. 
that's why we don't really have anything to suspect in OU right now. And it's in a very good balanced state because there's none of that garbage to sift through. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll move to the next point, but I just want to say this. Games are balanced around a power curve and Pokemon is no different. Mega evolution is supposed to bring things up to it. And Z moves were supposed to, you know, kind of change the, the dynamic of a game. But the problem is these mechanics were not uni- unilaterally effective. So you end up things yeah. getting way all over the balance curve and then things just get messy. And that's kind of where it ended yeah. up. Yeah, Like mm-hmm. they were supposed to maybe give mega evolutions to, yeah, something like Charizard or Flygon or something like that. But then they gave it to like Salamence and. <laughs> exactly. Like. Metagross. <laughs> yeah, Metagross. My goodness, Metagross. And then, yeah, let's have Z moves. Everyone can use those, except now you've turned Landorus T into a flying type nuke. Yep. You've invalidated Walling completely. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, like, the next go around, oh, it's cool. Now, Landorus Therian can not only swords dance, it can actually make his speed go up. What are you uh, doing? Huh? No. Why is it every time that they, they introduce a new generational mechanic, flying type breaks? Yeah, ex- exactly. <sighs> yeah. Oh, well. So what? that's the end of my hot take. What's what's Who's next on when, hot takes? When, you know, I think we didn't upset enough people by saying megas are bad, actually. Uh, Whimsicott, Whimsicott, let's set the other yeah. uh, half of our audience on fire. Yeah, so I think Gen 2 is the most boring generation of all of them. Preach it, sister. Yes. <laughs> Scream yeah. it from the rooftops. I'm so sorry. Like, I am entirely convinced that everyone who loves Gen 2 loves it because they played Pokemon Red and Blue when they were like six to nine years old. And then two years later, they got Pokemon Gold and Silver and they were able to fully immerse themselves into what was the apotheosis of a Pokemon game for the time and with all the time they had as kids to immerse themselves in it. But trying to play through Gen 2 now or even when I did it when I was like 19 years old is a slog like the Pokemon are not interesting enough the backtracking Mm -hmm. is not as interesting as Thatch thinks honestly and everything is just yeah the 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 cities are really interesting and pretty pity that it's like 16 by 24 pixels I can't (laughs) actually see any of them you know (laughs) Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and it's, I have never in my entire life as a Pokemon fan who has played Pokemon games for 21 years faced red atop Mount Silver. I always <laughs> got bored before I did that. And I am including Heart Gold and Soul Silver in that. Really? Wow. That's really? fascinating. I was <laughs> stuck at the bottom of Mount Silver trying to grind my team for days on end, and then I just gave up. Because not only is... So the region might be a matter of taste. I personally find it, except some places, very boring. It's just Kanto, but again. At least in most of it. (laughs) It has more flavor, but only like two or three places, I think. Uh, The rest is not... No, not enough. I mean, chicken has more flavor than tofu. It's relative. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But even like if you have a plate of 
chicken and like five of your 20 bites of chicken are deliciously spiced, it still doesn't make for a great plate of chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the levels make it so that truly only a child who can spend entire afternoons day after day after day on that game and enjoy the dailies and all that is going to get real enjoyment out of that game the way that that game is supposed to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I, so I think another... Gen 2 is boring as heck yeah i think another part of it too i'm gonna i'm gonna harp on this every time gen 2 topic comes up the only thing that keeps it alive is nostalgia mm-hmm. like that's kind of like what you hinted at whimsicott the only reason you play gen 2 is because you remember it as a kid but i would go further and <laughs> say that as a kid if you played gen 1 and transitioned to gen 2 gold and silver has nostalgia built into it with going back to kanto Yes. Primes you with that whole entire mindset of, oh, yes, I remember it. And now I'm uber powerful back in the game that I used to play. It is a game entirely constructed around nostalgia. Even as a five or 10 year old or 19 year old kid, you're you're being played into by the nostalgia to make you like that game even more. That is my opinion. I also hate the watercolor art that came out with all the Pokemon and with the menacing designs of Generation 1. Like the Pokemon in Gen 1, a lot of them are terrifying or menacing or look powerful. And then you get to Gen 2 and it's happy gumball land. You got things like (laughs) Sudowoodo that's just circles and sticks and a lot of other things that just look like they're just drawn by someone who thought, you know, Kanto's a little bit too scary. Let's have things look happy and friendly at you. Here's a sheep. I think Ken Sugimori is just about to DM you. Please turn on your location. I just want to Fight talk. me. Fight me. <laughs> your watercolor nonsense that ended in Gen 3. Yeah, it ended for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I am impressed by Gen 2 on a how did they fit that on a Game Boy card level? And that's about it. I mean, <laughs> that's all Ishihara. No, not Ishihara. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, oh gosh. <laughs> Help me. I don't know. The optimization on it is really impressive. The fact that it's less buggy than Gen 1 and twice as big is really crazy to me, given the technological constraints. Beyond that, why would I want someone's like, hey, I was like trying to figure out what game I wanted to to Nuzlocke or something. Someone's like, do you want to do like Harkold Soul Silver? I was like, I don't have six years to get to Claire. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Satoru Iwata. I'm so sorry. How dare you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's... To be fair, I haven't slept a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because she's checking her house for Ken Sugimori, who's got a knife and coming for sale. <laughs> what? Why would he pass by my house to get... To the other way is guys. mostly water. The other way is mostly water. He's got to go across continental Europe. But that's also mostly water. Like, yeah, back. but it's less water. It's, it's slightly less. less water and two continents in between. Still, meh. If you see him, warn <laughs> me. That's all I'm going to say. Fine. What's your hot take, Linian? So my hot take. Uh, <laughs> so, um... Bringing back the Battle Frontier isn't necessarily a great thing, and it won't solve your post-game problems. Nostalgia bait again. (laughs) Uh, So here's the problem with the Battle Frontier. It is incredibly difficult. And to do anything in the Battle Frontier, you realistically have to breed. And yes, that's a lot faster now, but it's fake difficulty. Because... (laughs) 
All it asks is, okay, so these Pokemon they took through the story aren't good enough because of the mechanics that we put in. Uh, now you have to exploit these mechanics that we never explained to you. Grind for hours and hours and hours, either to reset the Pokemon you have, then get them the moves that they need. Then, and only then, can you do the actual fun part of the battle frontier, which is battling at these uh, top-tier facilities with fun rules, and then you can maybe, if you grind each of these for literally dozens of hours, you'll walk out with a uh, souvenir stamp. That's that's just work. You know that SpongeBob meme where he has the rainbow and it's imagination? Just do that, but instead of imagination, it's the sunk cost fallacy. (laughs) (laughs) Like... That's all it is. It's more gameplay in the sense that uh, if I had a, a, an NPC that you talked to, that once you talk to them 30,000 times, they gave you an item is content. It's the same thing. Mm, yes, but um, I would argue that, again, the ideal target for this is a kid who has like three free hours every day to dedicate to this game and wants to do that. And the fact that their advertising is saying kids don't have time to do that nowadays tells you you're never getting a Battle Factory ever again because you are absolutely correct, Whimsicott. That is who it's for. And if nothing else, Battle Factory was like the best of them because it respected your time. You just showed up. That one didn't Uh require you to go breed a speed boost Blaziken to get Mm -hmm. to fight the, I don't know, Palmer? I don't think you could fight him with a speed boost Blaziken, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Which they kind of do with rental teams now, where someone else does the work for you and you scan a QR code. Yeah, which is the reason that Dynamax Adventure is a decently fun thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But people people talk like, oh, it would fix the post-game problem. No, no it wouldn't. No, You it, would, it just would just be bored breeding to eventually do the thing that might be kind of neat. It's artificial gameplay inflation. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Dynamax Adventure is a better mechanic than Battle Frontier. I said it. At least the Pokemon World Tournament had you, like, going up against famous NPCs and it had, like, a tournament structure. And it was beatable with Mm -mm. standard Pokemon. You didn't have to have, like, Eevee trained and the Battle Frontier. Because of how those rules restricted it, you absolutely had to go in. And if you did not have, like, PP maxes, there were things that were just impossible. It's like, oh... I can't do yeah. that. That's not fun. I think ultimately the ideal post game of Pokemon is already right there and it's other people. You play against <laughs> your friends. Uh-huh. Yeah, you there was a battle friends. timer that let me play you my stall do, teams. Yeah, Dynamax thingies with your friends and you organize tournaments with your friends and that is the real like successful post game of Pokemon. But Gen 3 didn't have an online. So now it had I to am the make Battle Frontier brain. Yeah, it, but I don't know. I think I didn't use either of them, so I can't really mm-hmm. say. But I think in Emerald, people remember the Battle Frontier first and foremost about the post game. When I hear people talk about Gen Four, and I mean people who were like in the right age range, like Thatch, like you guys, they talk about the Battle Frontier less than they talk about online battling. Which means mm, yeah. that in Gen 4 already, the real post-game of Pokemon 
was already taking over. <laughs> and so they realized, oh, yeah, we could spend hours and hours of our time coding in something that will ultimately be surpassed by the experience of playing against other people. Or we could not. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know? And I, I think this really gets to uh, a, co a core argument that I've had for years, which is uh, Pokemon games are, are fine and they're good. And if you have a, a main major shakeup for how, how you think the games really should be, you're wrong and need to play other <laughs> Preach. games. Preach it. Woo! If, if you want Pokemon to cater to all of your tastes, you have an overly narrow media diet. You need to play other video games. That's mm. normal. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, Lydian, I want to play Breath of the Wild with my Pokemon game. Then play Breath of the Wild. Oh, you make a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like saying, oh, I want to have these five different kinds of delicious food. Well, you're going to have trouble fitting them all in one meal. It's just going to make you feel bloated and not very good. If you have five different meals and each of them is deliciously dedicated to that one particularly delicious food, you're going to enjoy them a lot more and it's going to take up more of your meal times. So I, I, that was a weird metaphor, but I think you got my meaning. Yeah, it, it actually <laughs> works really we well. It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that the games are immune from criticism at all. They're legitimate and valid complaints and things that may make the games work better. But every time people are like, this is a massive formula shakeup that Pokemon needs to adapt. I'm like, no. Mm, no. Go go play that. Go play Yokai Watch that has that. Go play do do something else. <laughs> I think if you if you like change something too much about Pokemon, you lose the fact that it's Pokemon. I think the reason people have been playing the same game for 25 years is that they enjoy that kind of game. Like, oh, now we have uh, I don't know, real-time battles. Just 80% of the fan base would drop off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you would probably gain like a 20% from somewhere else, but you still have lots of 80%. I can tell you Smogon would instantly vanish. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Uh, and Pokemon, people are like, oh, I just it's too easy now. Dude, I do not have 60 hours to grind to enjoy a kid's story. Let me yeah. get in and out. I, I get it. You want something difficult. Then play Dark Souls. Or even play a Nuzlocke. I mean... Yeah, play a Nuzlocke. My friend is... Yeah. yeah, Pokemon is easy, but you can make it almost as difficult as you want it to be. Like, you can say, oh, I want a difficult challenge. I'm going to go through the game with a Carpy. There you go. And that's if you're dead set on playing that. You want to play a harder turn-based RPG? Let me introduce you to the entirety of Square Enix's catalog. Yeah, pretty much. This is exhausting cycle of, like, everyone wants Pokemon to be everything for them. And that's just not how anything is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. I love, uh, there's a book series Seth and I talk about constantly and we love it. Is it the only thing I read? Absolutely not. Nor should I expect it to answer everything that I want, to be every kind of genre. That's just not how things are supposed to work. And you'll get something less satisfying if you try to meet it in the middle. Mm -mm. And that might be the hottest take of all. <laughs> okay, you can't put gelato on pizza. I mean, you can, it's just awful. Yeah, it ruins it both of them, instantly. of the things. It does. And now I want to try it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Lanyan. I hate that. I think that. I'm hungry. 
Oh, Have no. you guys ever had pickle pi- uh, pickle peanut butter sandwiches? They're actually pretty good. What? I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. You're welcome, Whimsicott. I have introduced you to culinary American madness. Oh, gosh. Let's Topic. <laughs> and between the sections, we're going to introduce her to fried butter. Yeah, perfect. Yes, America. <laughs> I think that's actually from Northern Europe. <laughs> and with but this, we, claim it. <laughs> we are completely off topic. Like the topic we're about to be off, and on to the Pokemon of the episode. We'll see you after the bumper. Pokemon of the episode. Alright, and welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode today is number 620, Mianxiao, the martial arts Pokemon. It's Pokemon Sword, Dex Entry states... When Mianxiao comes across a truly challenging opponent, it will lighten itself by biting off the fur on its arms. Metal. Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> why is this a Dex entry? Why not? It's the Pokemon equivalent of the Cool Coat Shrug. I I was thinking yes. that scene from like. Oh my like, gosh! Seeing that scene from like uh. Sees the furthest I ever saw in Naruto, where the guy like takes off his ankle weights and they like explode underneath. Yeah. yeah, which is completely taken from like Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball I think. Z. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Piccolo like, takes off his coat and it's like a thousand pounds yes. or something stupid yes. like that. <laughs> oh wait, I forgot to take this off. <laughs> that, that was funny. <laughs> I'm not left-handed. All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a a VGC uh, series ten team for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have shamelessly taken it from Neil Patel, or I Like Cats VGC on Twitter, uh, who got all the way to top eight on the Rose Tower Clash. So, uh, we didn't parse out these Pokemon. Well, I guess you start from Mianxiao, and then we go from there. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. <clears throat> uh, Mianxiao is running a Focus Sash, because while Mianxiao has good attack and speed, oh boy, it frail. Oh yeah, what are its base stats? Uh, it's, it's got a weirdly high 60. special attack of 95, uh, 105 speed, and 125 attack. Everything else is 65 or lower. Wow. He paper, yo. Yep. Uh, that's Cartana. Yes. Not <laughs> uh, true. Uh, Mian Xiao is holding a focus sash, and has inner focus as its ability, which is interesting, because normally things that get regenerator use regenerator. Yeah, but in eh, VGC, VGC, you're immune to immediate intimidate now. Which is huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. And also um, the ever popular fake out. Exactly. You can't be flinched. You can't be intimidated. It's amazing. So it's got inner focus as an ability. And now I'm just sad that Mega Gallade doesn't continue to exist. Right. Right. Oh, well. All right. Mm. So it's got 4 HP, 252 attack, 252 speed. It's a jolly nature. You're trying to beat your uh, one base 100s and things around there speeded to your 100s. Uh, close combat, because everything got that this generation for some reason. <laughs> uh, rock slide, because it's VGC. Faint, yep. because it's VGC. And wide guard, because, because this is true, VGC. it's VGC. <laughs> you don't say... <laughs> Amazing. Uh, wide guard will block any like area moves. Faint will block your opponent's wide guards. And rock slide for flinches. And just, you know, good coverage. And, and yep. double hit. Yeah, and I will take uh, a Pokemon I was surprised to see. Uh, Gothitelle 
who is holding an Eapapa berry, which is just the, the pinch berries. It's got shadow tag for an ability. Uh, 252 HP, 172 defense, 4 special attack, 76 defense, and 4 speed with a calm nature. I don't know why it's statted the way it is. Well, I'm sure there are exceedingly good reasons since this is VGC, but since I am not familiar with the current VGC meta, I don't know what those stats do. Sorry. Yep. Uh, it's it's running Fake Out, which is just fantastic, uh, because Fake Out helps you flinch things that don't have inner focus, yeah. uh, as well as Helping Hand, because this thing is really slow, so <laughs> that's a way to make sure you do a thing. Hypnosis will put things to sleep, and uh, Psychic hits, uh, so Gothitelle comes in, it makes sure the opponent can't switch, it helps whatever you have out kill things with Helping Hand or Fake Out, uh, and... You can use hypnosis and psychic as needed to just kind of like really double in on a slot or put down problematic Pokemon. I was going to say, yeah, maybe this could be like a, a fun Dynamax partner to boost its stats. And then I remembered, nope, that doesn't exist here. Exactly. Which is the reason another Pokemon on this team has fake out because now you're pretty much guaranteed a fake out because you can't be stopped by the Dynamax anymore. Right. So, yep. I forget Dynamax does that. <laughs> It does do that. So, yeah, uh, you learn that very, very quickly, even if you didn't know that before, when you try running a flinching Togekiss for an entire summer. <laughs> so, oh. yep. Rillaboom, our nice gorilla, is holding a life orb. The ability is obviously Grassy Surge. We have another very specific EV spread, which we don't quite know what it does. We apologize. It has 108 HP. 252 attack, 132 defense, 4 special defense, 12 speed, with an adamant nature. As I mentioned earlier, it has fake out, grassy glide, obviously, U-turn and protect. And its ideal partner is Volcarona, my favorite bug. It's holding a grassy seed, which will raise its defense if it's sent onto the field when Rillaboom's grassy surge is active. The ability is flame body... It has a modest nature and 124 HP, 116 defense, 36 special attack, 4 special defense, and 228 speed. Why does it not have maxed out special attack and speed? Because it has Quiver Dance. It's obviously also running Protect, because this is VGC. And then it has Giga Drain and Heat Wave, which I really like this Volcarona. I might try to run this team just to learn how to use this Volcarona. I used to run Volcarona back in Gen 6, and I loved it so much. This Volcarona sort of reminds me of that. Hmm. Volcarona is such a weird Pokemon. Because of the moves that it gets, give it just the correction, just the coverage that it needs. Mm -mm. And not a, not a dose more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now that Hidden Power Ground is gone, Heatran eats it alive always, so that's... Also, yes. yes, that's true. But this is VGC, so it's probably almost never going to face Heatran alone. No, probably not. <laughs> not unless things have gone horribly wrong. Exactly. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, on the topic of Heatran, let's segue into the two legendaries that are on this team. So, <clears throat> we've got the one, the only, Zacian, with a rusted sword. Obviously, the ability is Intrepid Sword, it's levels 50, its EVs are as follows. 204 HP, 
172 attack, 4 defense, 4 special defense, 124 speed with a jolly nature, clearly meant to outspeed something with its ridiculous speed stat in its hero form, yeah. uh, or crowned form, whatever. Um, Pro- probably others, Zashin, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the move set is Iron Head, Close Combat, Substitute, and Protect. Oddly, a bulky Zacian. It does have the arguably best defensive typing in the game with Fairy Steel, so... That seems to be a theme with this team. It's like balance slash bulky offense, and I, I really love it. Like, I really, yeah. really love this team. Mm-hmm. And speaking of bulky things, ironically, next up is a Regieleki, which is not usually bulky, but it is if it's holding an assault vest like this one is. Obviously, the ability is transistor. EVs are as follows. 164 HP, 68 defense, 156 special attack, 92 special defense, and 28 speed with a modest nature. And it's got that assault vest on, so the HP and special defense investment goes a long way. Mm-mm. The moves are as follows. Electro Ball, because you a quick boy. Electro Web, to make other things not a quick boy. Volt Switch, and Thunderbolt. And the really interesting thing here is that now your opponent can no longer offset the speed drop from Electroweb with a Dynamax Marks Airstream. Mm-hmm. So you stay faster. Mm-hmm. And you also have like an Arena Trap uh, or Shadow Tax, sorry, Gothitil, in case you need yeah. to like keep things in. So this team is like, I really interesting does the electroweb this is me not knowing vgc well does electroweb hit both things yeah it's it spread. does does have like a 90 95 percent accuracy so it can occasionally miss 90 or 95 i forget that might be another reason a lot of these things are slow yeah maybe yeah so yeah yeah that's the team uh <laughs> how do you run it you tell us <laughs> we'll see how it goes i see some obvious synergy between right. the Rillaboom and the Volcarona. I do, uh, I yes. do think here, like both the Zacian and uh, the Mianxiao have close combat specifically for stuff like Heatran. Yes, because uh, Heatran is a problem for Volcarona, as we explained, and, and for Rillaboom. Rillaboom. Yeah. And honestly, also for Zacian a bit. So Kind of, sort of, yeah. Why is it that every time they make more Pokemon, Heatran gets better? Because Heatran's freaking good. <laughs> yeah, it's like Heatran is one of those Pokemon like Lendorosterion that I don't like. And I always find myself having to remember that they exist because it's like I used to like build this teams and say, oh, this team is just perfect. Oh, wait. There's that one thing that just completely destroys it, and it's usually either Heatron or Landorosarian. <laughs> uh-huh. There's there's a different game that I play, and uh the joke is every time they release something, one of the launch some of the launch equipment just gets better. Mm. Not because any new synergies, but because the bare stats that it produces just make everything work better. And they finally released a new mechanic, and it broke that old equipment. And they're still not... I mean, they're never going to nerf it. And I'm just going, it is the it is the Heatran of this game. Yes. <laughs> Heatran and flying type. If it's not one, it is the other. Mm, or both. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> With that, I think it's time for us to 
get the mail. We will see you in a moment. It's mail time! Send in your emails! Alright, welcome to our mailbag section, sponsored, as always, by the Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Hooves! That is fictional, (laughs) so it gives you fictional hooves. Gives you fictional hooves. Literal hooves, metaphorically. Yes. (laughs) But metaphorical hooves, literally. Figuratively. Figuratively. Making a literal difference. (laughs) So, uh, there we're not any real emails this week because we had a spam flood it was fun to sort through but this week we have our, our uh let you know our prompt for you uh what is your pokemon spicy take your hot take your unpopular opinion nine out of ten dentists recommend it but what does that tenth dentist say that's what we're <laughs> after so just let us know or let us know how wrong we are send us emails it's fun yeah Send them in at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And, well, none of us will have to deal with that. So we're very grateful. Yeah. <laughs> you get to watch three unprepared co-hosts deal with it. It's fantastic. So Yay. we don't want to give you guys that short of an episode. And, you know, like trivia is my whole thing. So what we're going to do is play a modified version of one of our favorite games, Pokemon Password. Yay. So how it works is I'm going to say a clue. And then we're going to alternate. Whimsicott gets advantage because she is the uh, oldest person here. Uh, Thank I will you. say the first hint. <laughs> I meant oldest on the show. The other is also true, but I did mean on the show. It really didn't sound like I'm, that. <laughs> I'm bad at oh, things you're dead, sometimes. Lydia. You're dead. Uh, so I will give a clue, a one-word hint. Um, it will alternate between the two. Um, starting with Whimsicott, they will get to answer something. It can be a move, a Pokemon, a location, uh, an item, anything from the Pokemon franchise. Uh, she will give me a single hint, or uh, a single answer. I will, uh, if it's correct, give her the point. If it is incorrect, I will give it to Seth to, uh, answer. I'll give him another hint, and it will alternate until they give the correct password. All righty. I've got five of them up. We'll see. We'll probably do all five, but it, it is first to five. So, mm. the first item, the first thing, the first thing, hint, is item. Um, uh, item. I don't know. Choice scarf? Choice scarf is not correct. Held. Leftovers. That is not correct. Uh, this is one idea. Generation two. Berserk gene? No, but that is cool. Critical. Uh, scope lens is not correct. Evolution. Wow, critical and evolution. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, it's cold. Um, I know what it is. I need to remember <laughs> what its name is. Um, the no, you don't fail. The grape claw. That is not correct. Ah, it's the other one. <laughs> Sneasel. Razor claw. Razor Claw is correct. Generation 2 was uh, when the Pokemon that was going to evolve was introduced. Uh-huh. So, yep. Yep. All right. Seth gets the first point on Razor Woo! Claw. All right. And Seth, you will be the first person responding to this. The hint oh boy. is healer. Ought to know. Is not correct. Pink. Chansey? That is not correct. Uh, fairy. 
Oh no. Um uh, <laughs> Aromatus. That is not correct. Unevolved. Happini? That is oh, not wait, correct. A normal type. It's, it is what you said. Aromavale. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, no. Wait. Uh oh gosh, what is it? Uh, spritzy. Spritzy is correct for your second Heck yeah. point. <laughs> I couldn't think of the darn first form. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Wims could still still come come around and get this. All right, Wims, you do have the first uh, the first uh, hint here. Battle. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Battle. Okay. Hmm. Mm, what is that place called? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Oh gosh, I am being terrible. With names today. <laughs> uh, Winden. Winden is not correct. Key. Uh, what? Um, uh, uh, card key. That is not correct. Rematch. The VS Seeker. That is correct. Dang it. Oh, key item. Okay. Yes. I got it. <laughs> uh, the next hit was going to be supporter. Uh, oh, well, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Alrighty, Wims is coming, is catching up. So we get a new one. The first hint here, revenge. It's me, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, throw. That is not correct. Vanillux. Oh, um, Baratic? Is not correct. TM. What? But, uh, okay. Um, uh, I don't know. Frost breath? That is not correct. Uh, payback. Mm, my champ? It's not correct. Physical. Avalanche. Avalanche is correct. Uh, yeah. Revenge and payback, got it. Okay. Yep, yep. And we are moving to the last one that we are going to do, just to, just to get it finished here. Alright, Whimsicott, your hint is Reggie. Oh gosh, the giant's foot? It is not correct, but like where you're going. Ice. Um, uh, the, the Pacific Log Town. Uh, and is not correct. Jinx. Hmm. Mm. I'll just say the Crown Tundra at this point. That's not correct. I'm trying to find a, a, a good, not, a, a <laughs> slide. Slide? Um, I don't know. Um, I know, but I don't remember its name. <laughs> um,. Uh, Hoenn, I don't know. That is not correct. Northernmost. I think it's called the Snowdrift Slope. Can you describe it? Because if you describe what I'm, th- what what it is, like so there's there's this path that leads you to the highest point in the Crown Tundra. Okay, and that it is has incorrect. slope in its name, but that is incorrect. Okay, cool. Sinnoh. What? Wait. Wait, wait a wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, is it? Oh God, what is it called? Snowvale City. That's not correct. Dungeon. Gah. So it's Sino. So I don't remember it. <laughs> oh no. But um, I will say in case Seth had it right but had the name wrong that that was Driftvale City. Driftvale is an entirely different place in Sino. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Reggie Gigas. Snowvale Temple? Snowvale Temple is close enough. It's Snowpoint. 
There's oh, no point. Cool. Dang it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sinnoh is so, is so memorable, guys. Right? <laughs> I like the feature where you walk in snow and then fall in it. Yeah. Uh, it's like the swamp. I, I like the feature of Snowpoint Temple where there's a legendary Pokemon you have to import Pokemon to catch. That's yeah. my favorite Which, feature. That you apparently slide. I never did that, so I never went there, so I never knew that it existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've you, done it a couple it's times. It's ice sliding puzzles. Um, and the other thing that's notable about it is uh, Regigigas used to be level 70, and then in Platinum, they made it level 1. Right, oh, exactly, yeah. which was hilarious. I don't Weird. I don't know why. <laughs> Weird. Weirdly, it's harder to catch because it still has the same catch rate, but now everything kills it. Oh yeah, yeah you have to full swipe it or and nothing else. Yeah, you, you can't do anything else. And with that, that brings us to the outro. We're gonna plug a lot of stuff. Buckle up. If you want to support the Puckle Podcast, there are a lot of ways you can do that. You can uh, give us a Twitch subscription, Twitch Prime subscription. You could also throw us some money on Patreon. We do a lot of Patreon giveaways, as well as Packle, the Pokemon Anime Club, uh, as well as uh, some other patron giveaways, uh, like our... I forgot to mention this. We'll be giving out a shiny Mianxiao, I'm sure. Heyo. Uh, there are also all sorts of fun things you can do. You can buy uh, merchandise, and that's fantastic. You should join the Discord. Everything we do, all of the tournaments, all of the things are all done through Discord. And that is how we get to talk to you. And that's fun, most of the time. <laughs> There's also our feed if you want just more Puckle in your life. You can always follow us on the Puckle Plus feed. There's Game Corner, hosted by me. There is Battlecast, hosted by Seth. And I'm going to say that TCG Cast is hosted by Whimsicott, just to have some nice little fun branding. What did I do wrong? It's hosted by Basket. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, On top of that, there's a lot of cool Puckle stuff on our social medias. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. I think we have an Instagram still. We do. We should. Cool. I think there's also a Tumblr. Yes, but you don't want people to go there. It's true. Who uses Tumblr? Whimsicott, and that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Only Whimsicott, and she gets pictures of bread. Yes. And cake. Yes. And Star Wars. Yes. All together. <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. <laughs> and with that, I have been your temporary host, Linian. I have been the fluffiest Whimsicott. And I've been Seth Vila. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. 